Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, and today I have Sharon Nimi on with me. And um, her little background on Sharon, she has two passions that she's an expert at. The first one she found early in life, quality engineering, which she spent decades focused on, how to make things better, faster, with the least amount of waste and effort. Her other passion she found later in life, which is Ayurveda, the science of healthy longevity, um, which she now has spent the last 15 years dedicated to helping and teaching others how to improve their quality of life naturally. So welcome to the show, Sharon. Hey, Andrea and everyone. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I would love to know from your background um, in engineering, how did Ayurveda get first introduced into your life? <laughs> well, I, you know, I say, you know, how did you find Ayurveda? And I think Ayurveda really found me. Um, I grew up just surrounded by nature at the base of a small mountain in, um, in New England. And I was always outside. Could, they couldn't get me inside. I was always in awe. And my grandfather even called me his little nature girl. And, you know, so for most of my life, I, I felt that I was healthy. I was active, you know, but I struggled with my weight you know, gained, lost, but it was always seemed so normal, you know, Western medical advice when I got sick and, you know, my mother was an RN. So, you know, pushed me into believing that the pills, the doctors and the shots were what would keep me healthy. But so I was, you know, well into my IT career where I was a quality engineer, climbing the corporate ladder, a female in the seventies and eighties, you know, you had to work extra hard to make it. So, you know, it was in my mid 40s, I was senior level, and all of a sudden, my weight and my declining health really became an issue for me. You know, I was 70 pounds overweight, pre diabetic, cholesterol, high cholesterol levels, I no energy. And the doctors were telling me it's normal aging. And my family was telling me, look around you, it's in our genes, right? Mm -hmm. And I just wasn't going to take that because Mother Nature, the other side of me, was just calling me back going, hey, there's something I can help you with. And for some crazy reason, I just said, I'm going to check out some of these natural things and see if they can really help me. And that's when I found Ayurveda. And that's when I started getting my health back. And I just went, dove into it. And four years of formal study, two years at the feet of uh, Swami Shivananda down at the Rishi Center in Newport, Rhode Island, with only eight of us, you know, for two years, I just like, I just bathed myself in it and said, I was missing you. Where were you? <laughs> right. So I started just applying all the principles. I found it for no other reason than to get me healthy. And uh, it was working. And at the end of my four year study, I found myself lighter and healthier. But, um, you know, because of my crazy still, I was still doing my quality engineering stuff it wasn't fast enough for me. So what I did, I just all of a sudden had this aha moment. I'm like, if I can make things better, faster out there, why can't I make things better, faster in here? So I started looking at things like the vital few and the Pareto principle of 
20% of the things you do are going to get you 80% of the results. So I looked at Ayurveda and said, what are the most important things for me to do that are going to get me healthy faster? And so that's how the two got combined. And I just, you know, since then have always looked for the patterns and the root cause and, and um, how do we do it faster um, and in line with, and I, you know, we'd say the customer and, and now in my case, it's the client. So um, yeah, so three years ago, I left corporate America um, and decided to make Ayurveda my full-time passion. Congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So I would love to know and dive deeper in this because I haven't talked about um, weight loss and using Ayurveda for that. I don't think ever on the podcast. So can you share a little bit about that? Because I think sometimes when people think Ayurveda, they don't always think initially weight loss. So what are some like focuses that, you know, you personally did, or maybe, um, you know, cause obviously it's an individual science, but sometimes there are some things like I always like to tell people, you know, early, lighter dinner, it's, it's a great, um, practice to implement. Is there anything like that, that you've noticed that across the board works for weight loss? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's, you know, the, the myth that it's, it's about exercise and diet. And that just is not true. That's a, a small piece of it. It's true. If you apply, you know, eat less and work out more, you're going to lose weight. But according to Ayurveda, the body, we can sustain life for 120 years if, if it is maintained correctly. So if, you know, as an Ayurvedic practitioner, if I see any signs going on of stagnation and weight is an indicator that there's stagnation in the body. Mm-hmm. So when you clear the stagnation, the body naturally will release the weight. And stagnation comes from three main areas, what you put into it, how well your digestion is, and how open your channels of elimination are and how, and the quality of those three things, your input, your digestion, and your outputs are going to equate to how, healthy, how easily you can maintain a healthy weight. So you don't have to try to lose weight. You just get the stagnation out of the body and the indicator of the stagnation, which is the weight will go along with it. Hmm. And so, you know, eating those lighter dinners. So yeah, sorry, Andrea. So no, getting go back, ahead. eating, eating those lighter dinners are one of the things you do to, you know, improve your input, right? It's the lifestyle, it's the dietary choices. It's all those things that Ayurveda teaches that will improve your input, your digestion and your elimination channels. Right. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. So, you know, people come to me most often and they hear Ayurveda and I'm like, what's your, what's your biggest problem? My weight, their weight, or they're feeling way too old for how young they are. So it's all Mm -hmm. about anti-aging or weight. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. The impact Ayurveda has on weight loss. Mm. I would love to dive into, cause I think for me, what I'm seeing a lot, you know, recently too, is, you know, throwing in the doshas in that. So can you maybe throw in some maybe myths with that, like with the doshas and, um, cause a lot of times people sometimes will say, oh, my kapha is off, but really it can be any three doshas that could be off. So can you share a little bit about that knowledge as well and why it might not matter as much as, um, we think it might. Yeah, I think that, 
let me think. Um, most often people associate weight and weight gain with kapha, right? Oh, I just got way too much kapha. Well, that's could be true because stagnation shows and holds on to kapha. You, you become more mass than you are lighter, right? You want to become lighter. So maybe it's your indicator is kapha, but it could be that your bot is out of balance. That's causing the kapha not to release. Or it could be your pitta is raging. And so you have major inflammation. Now the body's fighting that and doesn't want to release the kapha, right? So it's it, a myth being that it's one dosha or another, or I can't because of um, such and such a body type. I say that's not true. That, that would be a myth that the, the whole goal is to balance what you are, whether you're high vata or high kapha and come into get the body into homeostasis for the body type that you are. Yeah, I think that's huge. Cause I, I mean, I think with social media, it's easy for people to pick up on doshas, you know, and it's a great way to kind of introduce Ayurveda to people. But then that's where I think some of these myths get thrown in there. You know, I had uh, a yoga teacher training where someone was told, you know, by an Ayurvedic doctor that she was kapha. Um, you know, she was reading her pulse and she started crying, you know, and it's stuff like this where, um, like that's not, I think we define ourselves too much by these things and put ourselves in these holes that we don't need to be. Oh, absolutely. And especially for my, my Kafa clients, right. It's, you know, I, I show when I say thin, or you should, you know, use terms like slim and I look at them and I see them as slim because that's their body type, right? And they go to the weight charts and it's like, no, 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 healthy weight. How do you feel? Get in touch with what your body needs for the body type that it's in. And not just the body type, your age, right? What's your age? What's your environment? There's so many other things. It's not just Vata Pitta Kapha just not does not live in the body. It lives in everything around us. <laughs> so if you feel heavy in your Kapha and you're in a very um, dense environment, humid, right? Very um, pressing on you environment, you're going to feel extra Kapha. <laughs> so you need to make choices on now, how do I become less Kapha and more Pitta Vata? Mm. Yeah. And I want to kind of circle back to, you know, what you had said earlier, because I do think a lot of us get stuck in the diet and the exercise. And, um, I did have someone on, oh gosh, probably a few months ago now. And we talked about exercise and I just kind of had asked him, he was an Ayurvedic doctor as well. And he had just said, um, you know, he does Kundalini yoga and that's his exercise, which he had to work on letting go of all of the, you know, strength training and the stuff that we're taught in the West of how we should exercise. So I would love for you to speak a little bit on that and your perspective of how does exercise fit in a healthy Ayurvedic lifestyle? Oh, well, absolutely. So that was my nemesis too. I, I was a runner. I was a marathon, you know, half marathons. I was, you know, aspiring for the marathon and I was always told 
you gotta work hard, exercise hard and starve yourself. That's how you're going to lose weight. Right. So, um, it wasn't until I found Ayurveda that I was Vata Pitta and that marathons were probably one of the worst things I could do. So my body's still holding on to the weight and not releasing it, right? So um, I had to get in my head, it's okay just to do yoga. Mm-hmm. I needed restorative. And, and of course, yes, uh, yoga can be um, um, active and, and, and rejuvenative. So I went just to rejuvenate, right? And that in itself. So again, it depends on the body type, depends on your, um, how your age and what you have going on and exercise is, is, and now for me, a way to tell my clients to keep, you keep the body moving in a way that is right for your body type and what you have going on. But, you know, what I do recommend, so we're getting back to Ayurveda for weight loss, right? It's all about how do we kick in our fat burning uh, capabilities. So um, what I do recommend for exercise is a 12 minute workout that is interval training. Mm-hmm. So uh, well, three to four times a week during cleansing season, I ask every day, but for normal three times a week, 12, 12 minutes a day, um, start out at a normal walk, or if you're bicycling, whatever exercise you want to do, um, get your heart rate to elevate a little bit. And then after about two minutes, increase that activity so that you spike your heart rate to a point where you can ju- you can keep breathing through your nose, but you're moving at a faster rate for two, two minutes. Then start slow it down, right? Go back to your first pace till your heart um, comes back to a resting state and then spike it again and do that for 12 minutes. That will get you into fat burning mode. That's an excellent exercise in an Ayurvedic lifestyle. Mm. I love that. As as well as your yoga and whatever else you need to do for your body type. That's comfortable. Yeah. And I think that's, um, you know, I have been a personal trainer for years and that's something that my, um, I guess nemesis is always the exercise as well as so how can I do this without totally depleting myself? And I'm more, mm-hmm. pitta, you know, and so I like to compete. And so I'll tend to be the one who <laughs> is at the orange theory class and just trying to get on the, you know, the first gotta get first place. I gotta be in the, um, mm-hmm. that orange the most and all of those things. And I went to a class, um, you know, a couple of years ago now competing against college kids and the instructor's like, wow, this are you in college too? I'm like, no, I'm actually a mom, you know, and trying to do all this. And I realized like I ended up with a headache, you know, later in the day, I would feel so depleted. I'd be like exhausted. I need to lay down on the couch later in the day. And so mm-hmm. those were all signals that I'm like, this is too much. And I finally started listening, you know, a few years ago, I'm like, okay, this is not going to be sustainable, you know, as I am, you know, in my late thirties now. And I'm just like, I, I don't think this is <laughs> But what my body is craving anymore. Yeah. Um, and it's those things that I think it's hard for people, you know, listening. And I know I have a few clients who are in the same boat as me, um, who might need to pull in the reins. Is there a way, you know, I think I like what you had said with the interval training. It's a great way for, for us pittas who like to compete where we can go hard, but it's only, you know, three days a week and it's only 12 minutes. So that way we yeah. get that taste without going over. Exactly. That, I think the perfect way of how I came to love that too. So I am in my mid sixties now and I am healthier today than I was back in my forties. 
So these are the things that I just started incorporating because it just was way too much for my body. I mean, it took me more time to recover than it did to, you know, enjoy that 10 minute run. I'm sorry, 10 mile run when I was in my forties, you know, there comes a point where, you know, just your body's speaking to you that there is a way to keep it healthy and to keep you fit without killing yourself. And I was the same way. I'd like, Oh, come back. And I days before I could run again, I'm like, what am I doing? (laughs) Um, So, so slow down. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, And that other piece then, you know, pulling on that nutrition side of things and, you know, maybe share a little bit about Ayurvedic's view on nutrition compared to the, you know, Western view on it. And I think that's also where in working with clients over the years, that can be tricky for people too to release um, that kind of diet mentality because everyone, you know, it seems like is doing some form of diet. Um, so how does Ayurveda view that? Yeah. So, you know, Western, our Western approach looks at, you know, the macronutrients. So it's always having you worry about your carbohydrates and your fats and Um, fibers and counting calories and this and that. And, and Ayurveda just kind of puts that all aside. And we look at it from the perspective of taste, you know, astringent, bitter, pungent, um, sweet, and sour, salty, we've got salty, there's six of them in there. And all of those tastes contain the elements, the same elements that make up Vata Pitta Kapha, right, in varying degrees. So they look at food as our medicine and the way to uh, nourish our body and keep our body healthy. And Ayurveda also says it's not you are, so you mostly hear you are what you eat, but Ayurveda says it's you are what you digest, Mm -hmm. right? So we take the taste, we look at the digestion, and we look at what foods would be best to balance the body type. Um, You know, if you're uh, very much pitta and you're doing pitta things, you probably should stay away from pungents in your foods, right? Cause that's just going to aggravate you even more. So again, and then we'd, we'd um, recommend sweet foods and astringent foods to balance. Um, it also looks at um, Ayurvedic from a um, portion perspective uh, because we don't count calories, right? We look at it as th- getting your three meals a day, uh, light in the morning, light at evening, heaviest meal at noon. And that, um, uh, that you consume enough during the previous meal so that you're not starving before the next meal arrives. Or if you're not hungry before the next meal arrives, you've eaten too much the meal before. So again, it's about awareness and knowing what's going to keep your body satisfied for the time before the next meal. Cause our bodies are naturally attuned to digesting three meals a day. It's going to process it, shut down, wait for the next meal. Okay, ready. Fill up the tank again and let it digest till the you know, next meal, as, as most of your listeners know. So um, it's all about, again, awareness of that, your taste and um, what's on your plate and how much is there. Yeah. And I would love for you to speak on, um, cause I think 
I've ran into myself as a former grazer who likes to snack and no real big meals at any time. Um, you know, why that is not always the best for digestion. Because you're not allowing the body to naturally cycle through its um, process, right? So here's my quality engineering coming into play, right? (laughs) So you're supposed, it's input process output. So just like an assembly line, right? If there's too much coming down it, I always think of Lucy and the chocolate factory, right? That, That the body's not going to be able to handle the constant amount of food that's coming in when it's supposed to be transforming it into usable nutrients. And so therefore it clogs, it starts to clog digestion. So your, your Agni, your digestive fires just starts to like uh, get clogged down. And if you think of, you know, a burning log, if you start throwing stuff on it, um, uh, water, um, anything moist, it's just going to smolder. And that's what you're doing when you graze. You're not allowing then the body to transform what it needs to say, oh, here's some waste and pass it through in through into the intestines waiting for release, right? And, and the other um, um, elimination channels where it has to go. So you're actually putting your body into more um, confusion by doing that. It's like, oh, it's not stopping. Here's it's coming some more. So Ayurveda just says, give your, your that process a chance to complete before you fire it back up again. Yeah. I mean, that's where, uh, for me, it took in the place of that, the channel of illumination, like constipation was always my, and still is, I'm still trying to recover from just years of, you know, grazing and just not doing a full elimination. And yep. it does take a while, you know, to heal some of these things. That's why I think, um, you know, if people try Ayurveda for, you know, a few weeks or even a month and they're like, oh, it didn't work. Like these are habits that do take time because this is a lot of, as we get, as you had talked about earlier, getting to the root issue. Um, so if someone's looking at like, okay, I would love to like make this kind of a permanent lifestyle, um, from your own experience, how has kind of Ayurveda shifted in your life, um, throughout the years? Oh, it's so much part of my life now. I can't see how it's, you know, it it has, it's made me more aware. Um, It's made me more. So because of Ayurveda, I found Kriya Yoga. Mm -hmm. Um, It's made me more spiritual. Uh, You know, I was in touch with mother all my life going through being surrounded by nature. Right. But I see mother now through Ayurveda, it's her playbook, right? So I'm here, well, I, I live in Idaho, so I'm, I'm in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and, and, and so I'm, I'm still drawn to it. it it's, that's how it's enhanced my life. I wouldn't say really changed my life. Mm, that's beautiful. I can totally relate to being out in mother nature. It's my favorite place to be as well. Yeah. And I grew up on a farm and, um, you know, I have, I live in St. Paul, so a bigger city now, but I have places that I can go to touch point with mother nature. So I could totally mm-hmm. relate to that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. So if people um, are wondering, you know, is this something where, um, cause often when we think about like going on a diet or trying something new, we think of it as like a, a timeline, you know, I'll be on this for a year, I'll be on this for six months, whatever. Um, 
how can you kind of get that? So people kind of have that buy-in of like, here's the new way to approach life and it's going to shift and it's going to change. Um, cause I know this is probably the hardest point, you know, with some of my clients of like getting them to really see like this, it's, it's going to be in your life, as you had just said, but it will kind of shift and change. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be doing maybe the same things at, you know, 35 as you are at, you know, 55. How can you explain that to people to really, I guess, get people to kind of buy into Ayurveda? Yeah. So here comes my quality engineering background (laughs) again, right? Um, It's again, with what we're taught, it's all or nothing, right? Big bang, all or nothing. That's how you're going to get your results. Well, no, it's for me, little by little, a little becomes a transformation and it's your life we're talking about. And it didn't take you six months to get where you are, it maybe took you 30 or 40 years to get where you are, right? So that's where all the, you know, magic stuff, they play on you all the time. But what it for me, what it is, it's how to make those right changes, those small changes, consistently over time. And when I say over time, I say some of my clients change something once a week, change something once a month, right? do it, see the result, measure it, see if it's, if it feels better for you or not. If, if it doesn't stop doing it, you know, and if it does keep doing it and take on something else, right? So you're adding your momentum's building. So over time, so I call it iterating your way to wellness. That's what we need to do is little by little grab what you can, because we know we're all so busy, the kids, the job, the, the, the fan, the mother, the, the in-laws, right? Whatever it is coming down on you. And you have to say, well, I can't do a full cleanse this, this season, but I can do a little and you take it on and what you take on, you take on with a commitment. And, and again, it's that awareness of what's causing you to stagnate and what's causing you to flow and you make the choice and make the time when you need to. So again, it, it, we're all not going to have, uh, you know, six months to go away and just like pound on ourselves to lose that 30 pounds, whatever it is right away. So just over time, we have to integrate it into um, our life, our life, and it becomes our lifestyle, right, which becomes our healthy <laughs> healthier ever after. That's what I say. I'm, I just want my, my clients to live healthier ever after and iterating will get you there. Hmm. Improvement. I love that. And is that like the, you know, your approach to anti-aging then, you know, just kind of sticking with these, making these small changes. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm going, you know, I'm halfway through my life. Ayurveda says I've got 120 years, right? (laughs) So, you know, most of the folks around me, I watch them and they're like, well, I'm ready to retire. And I say, I'm ready to go. You know, this is uh, the way to live. This is vital. Vitality is, is what mother nature has for all of us. If we just want to drink from it. (laughs) I love that. Yes. Yeah. My, I have a grandma um, who's 95 And so I had my other grandmother just passed at 96 and my grandfather passed last year at 97. So some long, long genes. And, uh, you know, I kind of talked to them about their health and they didn't necessarily do Ayurveda, but they kind of did because they did three meals a day 
they didn't really snack, you know, they had their biggest meal at lunch and, you know, my grandma just knows all of these. She had a garden, you know, just picked fresh mm-hmm. food, just little things like that, that, you know, they've been doing for years that, um, and didn't live necessarily a fast paced lifestyle. Cause they lived on the farm, you know, and all of these little things that I think, um, you know, that we maybe took for granted. I know I did growing up where I did, um, that we see really do contribute to this, to health and to the anti-aging process. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's mindset, right? Yes. It's your belief. It has so much to do with it. And I just get so upset when I see the commercials, you know, and, and watch people being programmed into thinking, you know, Hey, average lifespan is 70. So I might as well just, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like, no, 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 no. Mother nature wouldn't do that to us. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. My grandmother had uh, 23 centimeters of her small intestine, um, removed last, last fall, a year ago. And, um, she was, they, they said she was going to die. They're like, she's 94. You know, at that time she was, and, um, my grandma just made a decision. She said, she's like, well, I'm living at least two more years. You know, she's like, I, I have at least two more years in me. And, um, she's living on her own still on a farm, you know? So it's just incredible just to see what, what our minds can do and how Mm -hmm. it is a lot of that mindset that I think a lot of us, um, again, can take for granted, not just deciding this is where we are instead of really saying, no, actually this, this direction is the way I want to go. Absolutely. It's honestly, that's, that's the first step, right. Is the, is the conscious, um, choice to believe or, and, and our beliefs are just a thought that we've thinking over and over again. So it becomes ingrained, but when you open yourself up and you look at possibility, then you look at life at 120, look at the silver zones around the world, right? And as you said, maybe they're not Ayurvedic, but they are following, it's universal, it's universal law, right? Whatever you call it, I may call it weight loss, Ayurveda may call it, you know, uh, lighter, uh, less kapha, whatever it is, it's, it's, um, it's universal. It is universal. Yes. Yeah. And that's the first step too. you know, coming back to that weight loss is that, that mindset piece. Cause I've, um, if you're coming in and you know, you, you say you're, you're ready to make changes. Usually I can always kind of decipher if people are really ready or if they're just like, Oh, I should do this. Or I've had other people whose, you know, spouse told them to do this program and that usually never works well. Um, and so all of those things, it is that mindset of like, okay, am I ready to do this? Am I really ready to commit? And knowing that there will be backslides because that's just human nature, but, you know, living that Ayurvedic lifestyle, you're just kind of ebbing and flowing and going with, going with the, the river. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the, I, I do live an Ayurvedic lifestyle, but I'm, I'll tell you, I love my coffee and, you know, and everyone's tells me every doctor, every Ayurvedic person I sat with and talked with, you know, tell me about your opinion about coffee. Oh, no, 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 no coffee. And, you know, I'm like, if the pleasure is to me, it's again, the mindset, right? The pleasure, the, um, and the, uh, use of the substance. What is it? I'm high Vata. I need some denseness, right? It's the coffee bean that I need. So (laughs) I'm going with that. (laughs) Well, and that's, I think that's a 
good point that you um, just made, because I think a lot of times people are like, okay, what am I going to have to take out? And I usually tell people like, if this is something that you really love, let's say it's some treat that they might not have often, but it's once a week and they really enjoy pizza on a you know Friday night with their family. I'm like, keep it in there. You know, this is something you love. And if you're going in and regretting that you're eating pizza, I'm like, you're not going to be able to digest it very well. Like go in, you know, with an open heart and just say, you know, this is something you love to do and you're going to digest it better. Right. What, what do I have to give up? And I always say nothing. It's a choice. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's a choice. Oh, well, I would love if people are looking to connect with you and work with you, you know, where can they find you at? So I have a website, uh, yourwaywellness.com, and you can find your way from there to uh, my free books and um, uh, replays of learning workshops that I run and anything else. You can find your way to my member vault where I have a lot of free things as well. So um, that would be the best way uh, or Sharon at yourwaywellness.com to get in touch with me directly. Perfect. I will put that in the show notes. Well, I just have one final question for you, um, Sharon, and I would love to um, have you throw the weekly challenge to all the listeners this week. So what would you like that challenge to be? All right. So we are an attraction machine, right? The law of attraction. Um, But so many of us just don't take the time to recharge our electromagnetic field that is what draws, that attracts, right, to us. So our thoughts are our electrical charge and our heart is the magnetic uh, char- magnetic draw. So a lot of us, you know, who started learning law of attraction, you know, just keep thinking, thinking, thinking. Well, if your heart's not feeling it, you're not going to attract it, right? You're putting it out, but you're not attracting it. So my challenge would be to this week to um, recharge your electromagnetic field by during your meditations, think about what your biggest dream, what your biggest dream is, your uh, a goal that you want to reach, and think of you reaching it the moment you reach it, and get your heart to feel what that's gonna feel like to bring, be grateful that you've achieved it. See yourself there and put yourself in that moment and get, raise your energy to that level and do that every morning for a week and see what happens. Mm, I love it. Thank you. That's an awesome challenge. Thank you so much, Sharon, for coming on. Yes. And thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, Andrea. Yes, no problem. And everyone, Go out there and spread your peaceful power.